You, you have good trips, you have bad trips. Was that he had a, a pentagram tattooed to the center of his head. I had to pick my friend up from an insane asylum who was literally in the, in the exorcist bed. This lady is able to get a hold of the dead. Seeing people's faces melt off. He kept talking about a razor shower. This stuff is real. So what's up, man? Tyler. Chilling, man. Yeah, good to see yeah, you. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah. Um, so we're here to talk about something that um, has been around for a while, but in, uh, in our day and age uh, is, is very prevalent. I actually learned about this recently, just the idea of uh, on TikTok and, and other platforms, um, just how uh, popular uh, just the idea of, of tarot cards and crystals and um, a, a lot of things that go with uh, just the spiritual world and spirituality in general. Um, and so I'm glad to kind of dive into this with you. Uh, one of the things I'd, I'd like to talk about maybe to kick us off is, you know, a lot of things like this historically for Christians, um, you know, we've as a church uh, had tended to be very reactionary. And, uh, and sort of like, no, that's foolish, or that's wrong, or evil, or whatever, like, stop it, goodbye, like, and, uh, and instead, I mean, I think what we want to do here at Sandals Church is have a conversation about some of those things. So, uh, any thoughts just kind of as we get started? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just going off what you said of, you know, we want to have a conversation about it and not just throw up the judgy, you know, how dumb can you be to, to look at the stars? I mean, we're, we're talking about people who want to be fulfilled spiritually. And is that not what we're all doing as Christians? I mean, we're being fulfilled spiritually. You know, we have physical needs, emotional needs. We also have spiritual needs that are being met. So wherever we go with this, I just want to start off with a level of respect for people that are doing this stuff who don't call themselves believers or Christians, you know, because they're trying to fulfill uh, a need that God has created them with, sure. which would be spirituality. And I think so often that's where the conversation starts and it stops right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I love uh, that we're starting there because, um, you know, I think that one thing I've learned is that, uh, and we'll come back to this later, but uh, that, the, that the Bible has a category for this kind of thing, you know. And so I love that there's a, this sort of common starting point that we can, we can have, this, this same page uh, kind of idea that um, that we are all looking for something, yeah, you know, and, uh, and and obviously we go to different places, which right. is why we're having this conversation right. um, in terms of the source or, or where we're looking uh, to 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 find those things. But um, but for sure, I think for starters, um, we very much affirm you would say that yeah. we're spiritual creatures. Right. Right. Um, that the way I, I like to put it is um, that there's more to reality than meets the eye. Amen. Right. Um, I mean, even Jesus over and over again, he's telling stories about very everyday, normal things, but the people don't get him because he's actually using those stories to point them to a reality that transcends right. the physical. And, uh, and so I think that this is a, these are waters that we're comfortable swimming in conversationally. And so yeah. um, have you ever had any experience yourself, like just personally engaging uh, tarot cards or crystals yeah. or, I don't yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, all of the above. Um, the one that comes to mind was when I was living in Denver, I had a roommate uh, for about two months who was working on his dissertation. So super smart dude, um, had a lot of answers, and he read tarot cards on the weekend. Uh, just kind of uh, one of his side gigs, I guess, a little side hustle. And, um, you know, we were drinking all weekend and doing God knows what. And he finally asked me, um, you know, do you want to have your tarot cards read? And I grew up in the church. And, you know, I had done everything at this point 
accept tarot cards and there was something in me and I, from whatever my background like my upbringing was it was like no don't do it don't do it and then but then I was like yeah let's do it so I mean I remember sitting in the backyard and it was cool and then he put them all out I can't remember exactly how he did it and he started to flip them one by one and he just described my past yeah. and you know shortcomings yeah yeah shortcomings um doubts about myself um you know like major sins major major you know uh mistakes that i made in my life and I, it was just a really like negative kind of reading about me and about my future and i and, and i wasn't following christ then i was like in total you know rebellion and i remember sitting there at this table and just feeling this like surreal you know experience and it wasn't the booze it wasn't the drugs it was a there was a line there and he was telling me stuff that i mean he didn't know me it was accurate you're it saying even accurate. though it was mostly negative mm -hmm. it was still accurate it was still accurate wow and it was scary and it was kind of uh depressing yeah it had kind of a depressing feel to it i mean with it being negative yeah. and uh I, I was baffled by it because you know i just so i wanted to dismiss it sure. but there was truth there was honest to goodness truth that was told to me from that yeah and uh it, it was a it was a surreal experience which is actually kind of interesting for me because i've never i've never experienced tarot cards specifically um but as i was like looking into this in preparation for this conversation one of the thoughts i actually had and i've thought about it with like fortune cookies before <laughs> is it's always it seems like it's always good news right like and i don't know if it was your buddy so he felt like oh he got a bad one like i guess yeah. you know you're not paying me so, yeah. so, so yeah, that, I'm, I'm safe to give you some bad news or whatever. <laughs> we but, were roommates though, so you know. Yeah, sure. But I was struck by like the the cards that I was seeing pulled in, in the TikTok. It was all good. Like every all the messages were good news, which I was like, well, doesn't seem representative of reality yeah. necessarily. But um, but yeah, have you? Um, one of the other things that I've experienced. I want to say I, I've forgotten a lot, um, but uh, and I'm getting older, but um, I want to say I had an experience once with some, I don't know if it was my cousins or what, but with a Ouija board. Um, there was a game that back in the 80s called Bloody Mary that you'd oh, play yeah. in the bathroom. You know, so I, I was a child. Like I, didn't, I didn't know what was going on. It was kind of, I knew that I had this sense experientially as a kid that something's like dark about it. Yeah. Like something's not quite right. Um, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't have a framework to sort of interpret it with. And so it, it was funky. It was weird. It was kind of scary a little bit, but yeah. also intriguing and piqued my curiosity or whatever. Um, but the one thing I do know um, that's part of uh, this, I, I call this sort of overall trend and, and what I call like just a thirst for things of, uh, of the spirit, hmm. uh, of the thirst in our culture for spirituality that we, we've already spoken to. Um, but it is also just the use of psychedelic drugs yeah. to, to open up the mind, even for healing in yeah. some cases, like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, even the guy who read my tarot cards, the dude's working on his dissertation. Mm. It's a smart man. He's, you know, lived 10 years in books. Like he yeah. is gaining a, a massive understanding of the world around him. Yet there's this thirst and desire to figure out things sure. that, you know, that, that, that's miss, that, that are missing in him. And then, you know, yeah, you take it a step further into psychedelics and, and that's what I was doing. And you get to this point of almost uh, cockiness in this like language that we use of like, oh, we're gonna go leak, we're gonna go trip, we're gonna go journey and we're gonna go search. Like it, it felt like a search always. Mm. And uh, you know, we're searching for something and you know, 
you, you have good trips, you have bad trips, you know, you have all that stuff. But the thing that happens is you keep doing it because you're still searching for that thing. Yeah. Right. So again, I think it's, it's spirituality, but it's not within the bounds of which we were created. Mm. So it would be the same as me going out to, you know, McDonald's and eating 30 Big Macs, you know, that's physical physicality, just not sure. within a sustainable bound in which I'm created. Yeah. And so, and that's the beauty of Christianity is God has a framework for us to experience spirituality in a way that not only fulfills that, but grows us and makes us better and, you know, brings us towards him. Sure. Well, what, I mean, you talk about seeking something and I think that that's a, that even that language is yeah. spiritual language, right? Um, what, um, what would you say you found? Like <laughs> in, in the most like, yeah, what, what did you find as you open yourself up and we're looking for something. Man, that's a great question. Um, mystery and wonder. And I think that's a huge, huge thing that we don't have in uh, society today is wonder and mystery. And even in, uh, you know, and as Christians, I feel like we don't fully lose ourselves in the wonder. And there's this desire of wonder and spirituality because Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll drive, you know, um, I'll drive to work and I'll connect with God and feel God's presence in a, in a 50 cent song, you know, and it's not a worship song per se, but somehow spiritually there's something that's happening and, you know, there's a spirituality to what we have. And what it does is it, it shows me the multi facets of God, how many, you know, how vast and wonderful he is. Sure. So I think in that, when we would take, you know, acid or mushrooms, we'd go up into the woods and it was always a natural experience, get in touch with mother nature or see where we began, you know, all that, all that stuff. And really we're, we're seeking the wonder of the universe mm, Yeah. and you it, can't contain it. And it, it's interesting that astrology is actually looking, literally, it's looking to <laughs> yeah, the stars, Yeah. right? Yeah. And I mean, in the ancient world, that's, that's what brought awe and wonder. Yeah. And I mean, for, for all kinds of actually like very, practical physical reasons even right with urbanization i mean a lot of us live in in cities yeah and the ambient light drowns out right. stars right? right and so it, you, you got to get away you yeah. got to go somewhere special you know and yeah. and um to, to really be able to just see the stars right and i think that that's a teaser maybe a, a bit to um kind of a crucial distinction especially for christians which is the the same wonder and awe and mystery and even smallness. Mm. Um, I mean, philosophers talk about the numinous, mm. which is this category that's transcendent, that we feel small and yet safe in. Um, all of those kinds of things are, um, are, are what, what we would say as Christians are actually hardwired in us. It's, it's the longing of the human soul to reach out okay. for something that's bigger and almost even causes us to tremble a little bit, you know? Yeah. And yet, the confusion we would say is when it's it's misplaced yeah. and the object of that awe that reverence that worship that mystery becomes the creation not the creator you know and so within the christian context all those things are are meant to be um part of the wonder and the beauty they are creations of god yeah and they're meant to sort of point us to to the one who's behind them as the artist um so yeah so i mean Based, so what you're saying is just in the, in the bones of Christianity, all that stuff, that spirituality is, is hardwired there yeah. and has an outlet that's healthy and, yeah. and is good for us. Yeah, for sure. I got to 
tell you a story. You know, I, um, I too did some psychedelics. For the most part, I wasn't looking for something. I was a stupid teenager. And like, I, there's people, plenty of people out there who are, I mean, I could look back on it and say there were some deeper things happening. Like I was wanting to feel different for certain reasons and discovering what those were, were part of a later healing journey uh, in, in with, with Christ. But, um, but yeah, just, I, uh, I want to tell you a quick story about encountering in a very profound way, something spiritual that I wasn't, I sort of stumbled into this experience. I was actually visiting a friend that I'd met, a, a guy who was a, um, a, a Vietnam veteran, and uh, he, uh, I'm pretty sure he was an alcoholic. He had, uh, he was lost. And he was living in a facility um, for people who are both uh, chronically homeless and have a mental health diagnosis. And uh, he needed a ride. He was on the other side of town, didn't know how he'd gotten there. So I took him back and I was like, man, I just, I really like just love this guy um, in our short ride to this place. And I said, man, I want to come back and visit you and we can chat some more. And man, if you need anything, let me know. I'll bring it to you, whatever. And so I went back to visit him and I noticed this guy um, that uh, kept, there was an outside patio area and there were some people sitting out there. So I was meeting with my friend that I met and he, um, he kept walking up to people and he'd, he'd get right up in their face and say, can I ask you a question? And most of the questions he'd keep asking were, do you have a cigarette? <laughs> he was blow, trying to blow him a smoke, man. And, um, and so and people would give him like a little like their butts or what, whatever was left uh -huh. or whatever. Um, but this guy was just, there was something that was just, I was really, really curious about this guy. And uh, what I noticed as he was having conversations was that he had a, a pentagram tattooed to the center of his head. Okay. And so I, I didn't think too much about it because yeah. I was trying to be present to my friend in this yeah. conversation. And my friend says, hey, you want me to like go give you a tour of the space? I'll show you my room, where I live, stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, sure. So we go inside and he gives me a little tour and we're about to come back into like the inside area, like the lounge where a lot of the people were like watching TV or playing board games or whatever. But before we came through the double doors, um, this guy with the pentagram uh, came up right into my face, man, and his breath uh, was not pleasant. Um, <laughs> trying to put that kindly, um, just kind of some, some gnarly teeth, big old beard, kind of a scary looking dude. If you ran into this guy in the alleyway, you'd be tripping. Yeah. And, uh, and he, I mean, he gets right up here and he says, can I ask you a question? And, um, and I said, yeah. And, I'm going to leave his name out. I'll call him John to keep him anonymous. Out of the blue, he says, what happens to the bully John in the end? That was his question, right? And I, I, don't, I don't know. I know that this was a spiritual moment for me. I mean, yeah. I, I interpret this as a Christian. This was the Holy Spirit. Give me the heebie man. Gave me some, oh, it's not over yet. Gave me some words. Like, without thinking too much, it wasn't a processed moment. He asked the question, and here's what came out of my mouth. I said, in the end, I believe that the proud will be humbled, and the humbled will be exalted. And he kind of stepped back for a moment, and I, I think he was probably just so used to people dismissing him, because yeah. they see him every day, and he's always getting their face, asking for a question, if he got, right. you know, bumming a smoke, whatever. I think so. some of it was probably just, oh, like, you actually like responded to the to the question I was asking and it like he like almost took a step back and was sort of I don't know threw him for a loop in kind of a thoughtful way or whatever and uh and then again this was not premeditated I responded then I said uh can I ask you a question 
And he said, sure. And so what I left out in context was when we were out on the patio, he kept talking about a razor shower. So that, that, was, that had happened before this exchange. Okay. So when I said, can I ask you a question? He said, I, he said, yeah, sure. And I said, where are the razors coming from? And this, and I'm, I'm, this man with a mental health diagnosis who was clearly ill, he, was, he wasn't well in his mind, s sort of snaps out of whatever that condition is. And as clear as day, as normal, and as cool as the other side of the pillow, he just goes, the razors are all the insults of the people. Look at, look at me, I got a pentagram tattooed in my head. And in that moment of clarity with this man, not only did I have what I consider the compassion of Christ in my heart, my, I just broke. Because here's this man who's caught up in this, he's got a, he, he just said, the razors are coming from all the insults of the people. Like, look at me, you know? My heart just broke, and in that very moment, uh, one of the, like, the orderlies burst through the doors and was like, you can't be back here. And it, like, he snapped right back into wherever he was. So we just had this pure moment, very spiritual, um, that I, I believe was inspired by God, um, and it was very real. And so um, that's my story, man. Man. And, yeah, any, any thoughts on that? I know you, you had one you wanted to well, share as well. Well, yeah, well, that, that's, that's a great story. And it, it gives me the heebie-jeebies, yeah. you know, because, yeah, yeah I, I know what that feels like. Mm. Why do you think that, that stuck with you so much over the years? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, the way he physically manifested a distinct demeanor, I mean, one of the words you'll hear out, in the, out there in the TikTok world or whatever as you look at some of these, these um feeds uh, that, that they're talking about crystals and whatever like aura right the yeah. the the feel the vibe the energy these are all sort of synonymous words um that, that people use I, I would his countenance is an old one right like mm -hmm. just his demeanor whatever it just shifted in a moment yeah and i could like it was as clear as day anybody else who would have been there would have seen like whoa like something changed like whoever that like this John character is like the real him buried beneath the mental health, buried beneath the pentagram tattooed on his head was this man who was hurt, had been hurt over and over again Yeah. by the words of people. And I think it broke my heart. Mm. Um, and I think that Christians normally would, I mean, not just Christians, let's be fair. Yeah. Anybody that saw this guy on the street would step off the sidewalk right. and walk the other way they'd, you know, they would respond. It's, it's, you know, it's like the, 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 I'm not a Disney fan, but like the Beauty and the Beast, like this, yeah. this man with this face, you know, like just, um, and I think it was God revealing his compassion for this man, John. Yeah. And, but it was, there was clearly to the point that of our conversation, there was clearly some other dimension or level, yeah. whatever word we want to use to describe this spiritual reality. Yeah that we are thirsting for this, this spiritual, um, yeah, yeah, just that there was something going on there more than met the eye. Yeah. More than the physical. Yeah. And I, I think that's great to kind of springboard into what the kind of the, the rub is with all this stuff that we see on TikTok and, you know, this kind of new agey feel with psychedelics and crystals and all that is what we're presented with is the nice side, the beautiful side. And, 
um, we, you talked about what I ultimately found. What, what I ultimately found was the ugly side because it is endless seeking. It's torment mm. because you, it's, it's humanity. It's the human condition where you, you're never satisfied. And so, you know, I have several bad trips that, that snapped me out of it. One of the reasons I'm a Christian today is because I had to pick my friend up from an insane asylum who was literally in the, in the exorcist bed and couldn't speak, couldn't say his name for three days just because he had a bad trip. And so, you know, these trips, I mean, I had a trip where I felt like the whole universe was falling in on me and I, I was going to go insane and I was never going to be sane again. There, there, there's so much stuff with this stuff that has a pretty face of, oh, it's just crystals, it's just astral, you know, it's just signs, it's just, it's just psychedelics, it's just drugs. It's not. There's, there's, a, there's a certain level of danger um, in there. And I think, you know, speaking to the people who are kind of not Christians, you know, and maybe on the fence, they're, they're not telling you the full story when they're selling you this stuff. There's, there's a whole backside of side effects. Sure. You know, and maybe you could speak directly to the Christian yeah. who's, you know, starting to dip the toes in this. But what I found ultimately was torment mm. because there's no satisfaction and there's yeah. darkness and there's there's things that would, you know, happen in trips. There's things that I would hear, you know, you know, sure. And there's still these feelings that I get to this day where I'm like, ooh, you know, you yeah. can sense things a little bit. Yeah. It kind of freaks you out. Yeah, no, it's a, thanks for sharing that. I think it's a perfect segue. I just wanted to point out, this is for Christians and non-Christians, um, some really interesting things that we find in a, a text that's thousands of years old, right, that speaks directly <laughs> to what we're talking about. Go figure. And so, uh, go figure that there's some relevance <laughs> here um, and that the Bible isn't silent on these things. And so, um, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, um, actually doesn't have a lot of this dimension, quite honestly. There, there are some. We're going to look at them. Um, but the, the clearest version is, is the opening chapters of Job. Um, we get this figure called Satan. Um, is, it's a Hebrew word that, that literally just means the accuser. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it peels back the window of uh, the, what, what we'd call maybe the heavenly realm, like the spiritual realm, and shows this sort of scene uh, between uh, God and spiritual beings, created spiritual beings, uh, one of whom is, is this character, Satan. Obviously, we have the, the, the story in Genesis, the serpent that represents uh, right. Satan as well. But um, I wanted to point out uh, this crazy story uh, in 1 Samuel, which is where you get the, the closest thing to, um, I think, an, a story, a narrative about these kinds of things. This is 1 Samuel uh, chapter 18, 8 through 11. It says, um, Saul was essentially jealous of King David. Um, people were singing songs about how heroic he was and, um, and how he'd, he'd killed thousands. Uh, Saul has killed his thousands, David his ten thousands. And so it says, this made Saul very angry. What's this, he said. They credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands? Next, they'll be making him their king. So from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. The very next day, a tormenting, you use the word, the word torment, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed Saul, and he began to rave in his house like a madman. David was playing the harp as he did each day, but Saul had a spear in his hand, and he suddenly hurled it at David, intending to pin him to the wall. David escaped him twice. And so that's, that's some context. Yeah. So Saul, 10 chapters later, the, the side effects 
mm-hmm. have kind of taken full, full course, right? Uh, Psalm 20, or excuse me, First Samuel 28, uh, verse 4. Uh, the Philistines, which was the enemy army, had set up their camp at Shum- Shunem, and Saul gathered all the army of Israel and camped at Gilboa. When Saul, Saul saw the vast Philistine army, he became frantic with fear. I actually think, just to pause there for a moment, I think a lot of our searching is inspired by existential angst. Oh, absolutely. And fear. And we're insecure. Our souls are fundamentally insecure. We don't have any grounding. We don't have a center. And so it leads us to seek. Yeah, that is a great point. This is exactly what happens with King Saul. And he's he's maddened. There's already a spirit involved here. Um, He says... um, he asked the Lord what he should do, but the Lord refused to answer him either by dreams or by sacred lots or by the prophets. So what did he do? He went his own way and he said, uh, to, he said to his advisors, find a woman who is a medium so I can go and ask her what to do. His advisors replied, there is a medium at Endor. That even sounds like yeah. it. <laughs> sounds like it's out of a that sci-fi whatever. Yeah. Um, the medium at Endor, the witch, some translations actually call her the witch at Endor. So Saul disguised himself by wearing ordinary clothing because this was against the law of God. If you go back to Deuteronomy, hmm. it's clear that God says, don't do this, right? Saul knows this. He knows yeah. the word of God. He's the king of Israel. He, he does it anyway. That's why he's disguising himself. And he says, I have to talk to a man has died, who has died. This is literally what you'll, I mean, you'll see this on TikTok. Like, You'll see some of the messages coming from the dead, yeah. um, trying to reconnect emotionally people who are struggling with loss. They're sad, they're grieved, they're yeah. angry. And, uh, and so he does this. And here's the crazy thing. They actually, this, this lady is able to get a hold of the dead prophet of God, Samuel, to get him Dude. to talk to Saul, right? So again, to our point, this stuff is real. Yeah. Right? And the question is, um, I, I think ultimately comes back to like where we're looking, where we're going, yeah. um, where we're seeking and, uh, and, and what we're going to find. And, and, so, the, yeah. and the motivation behind it too. I mean, the motivation that took Saul and made him change his appearance and become somebody else to go seek and find. Sure. I mean, that, there's levels to <laughs> yeah, that right no, there, we man. Can, we can we break can, that we down can for a while. hours on that. For sure. And this isn't just an Old Testament or Hebrew Bible thing. Um, a couple other quick passages. This is Acts 16, uh, verses 16 to 19. Um, Paul uh, and Silas are, are going out. They're spreading the word of God. They're spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And in chapter 16, verse 16, it says, One day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about motivation. Right. Right. Boom. Like your buddy, you said it. Your buddy it was a side hustle. Yeah. He was making yeah. some ch- some coin. Right. It's not um, school's not cheap, man. So yeah, motives aren't totally pure. Yeah. Um, but uh, she earned a lot of money f- for her masters by telling uh, fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, "These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved." I want to point something out here in that's a biblical theme as well. Like these spirits recognize true. Like they, they recognize truth. Mm-hmm. They recognize like that there is one source, mm-hmm. that there is a light, and it's the light of God, the one true God, the most high God. These spirits recognize that. We see that when Jesus in the gospels encounters demons. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll, they know who he is. Yeah. 
he actually shuts them up because he doesn't want who he is revealed quite yet. Right. Because his time hasn't come. Right. And he knows if he was revealed, he'd, he'd die, and he's going to eventually die, but it just he's got some work to do before that happens. Um, and so, um, I mean, even it says the demons know that there's a God. Which demons is, are theists. Yeah, which is just so B.A. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Demons <laughs> really are theists. Is. Trip on that. I yeah. never, never thought about it quite that way. But it, And then, so... She, she calls them out. These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. Like, she even, like, Dude. like she's speaking truth. <laughs> yeah. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he, he's, another, another translation says he just got annoyed. Yeah. Like, her constantly got kind of messing with him. That he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. Her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. Like, th- th- this is a racket. But, but the, the, what was making her money, them money, was real. Yeah. It was a spirit, an mm-hmm. evil spirit, a demon, that was actually speaking some truth Right. that then got rebuked. Right. Right? Like, and then once it was gone, there was consequences for yep. that spirit being gone. Yep, that's right. So... Um, so yeah, I just want to I just want to kind of say uh, as a pastor, um, just to to Christians and non Christians alike, uh, you know, if if you play with fire, you're gonna get burned. And so while I believe that we are all wired, um, we're all created in the image of God uh, with a deep longing that at the end of the day, you, you spoke this in your own experience. Uh, was not all the other places you went looking mm-hmm. as a seeker. Correct. You, you came up empty. Yep. Right. And so that we are wired to find our home in God. And in fact, there's a way we're, we're all trying to get home. Yeah. And that home is a, is, is a, is a spirit and it's the spirit of God, that God is spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where we're to find him. And, and what we also believe as Christians is that we live in a fallen world. And some of these spirits um, <clears throat> have, have gone their own way in the same way that King Saul did. And the New Testament actually gives us a way to test spirits. Uh, you know, like if, if you're on TikTok and you want to know if something's of God, like there's, there's a way to do that. Uh, that this is from First uh, John chapter 4. I'm going to start in verse 1. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the Spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus... That person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist. It's, a, it's not of Jesus, uh, which you heard is coming into the world and is indeed is already here. And so I think the litmus test, I mean, to translate that, the litmus test is Jesus. The, the, is the spirit you're interacting with, conversing with, summoning through whatever means, is, uh, is that spirit um, a, a spirit that's that acknowledges the truth of who Jesus is. And if not, man, I'd say, I just say stay away. Like, um, the, you know, uh, you know, just to be super clear, I, I think it's, it's very dangerous, man, to, um, 
to, to mess around with this stuff. And you can find yourself in a place that's uh, very dark, yeah. um, that, that brings a whole lot. I love your, the language of side effects. Yeah. They, they, aren't, they aren't on the fine print in the, in the commercial. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the, the home that you've talked about and the, you know, the, what we're called to as Christians, it's, that's the light and there's, not, there's no place for darkness and light. And the side effect is bondage. And so I'd encourage you to not fool yourself that any form of bondage is freedom. And anything that's outside of that light is bondage, no matter what it looks like on TikTok, man. There's a, there's there's a million filters, you know. It's all it's all perceived, and yeah. so that that warning that you that you gave, I I amen that a thousand yeah. times over. So we just want to say thanks for joining this conversation, Tyler. Thank you for chatting this up with us. I think it's been a great conversation. Yeah. Um, and I, I just want to say uh, from my, my heart uh, as a pastor here at Sandals Church is that if you've ever had a, a spiritual experience that you just don't know what to do with, maybe it's even sort of you've had some of the darker stuff, the scarier stuff, and you just don't know what to do with it. Um, and, and, and this conversation about the reality of those things um, has, has, you know, caused you to, to ask some questions about some things that you've experienced in your past. Man, drop a comment. Um, we'd love to continue the conversation with you. And, uh, and we're about, uh, you know, walk, walking with people um, as, as they seek uh, what they're looking for, which we believe is the light of Christ. So God bless you guys. Thanks for joining.